At RWJ Barnabas Health, we have a passion for heart health. With the largest adult and pediatric cardiac surgery programs in the state, a heart transplant program that's top 15 in the nation, a partnership with Rutgers Health, the latest technology and medical advancements, and nationally renowned care for every heart in every one of our communities. Whoever your heart beats for, our hearts beat for you. Let's be healthy together. Visit rwjbh.org heart. RWJ Barnabas Health, New Jersey's largest academic health care system and official health care provider of the New Jersey Devils. Let's be healthy together. Learn more at rwjbh.org. Hi again, everyone. Matt Lachlan along with Sam Kassan. Welcome to Speak of the Devils, our podcast, All Things Devils. And Sam, we've been excited by what we have seen in the last 10 days, really since, I guess, the season has begun because we've seen the young players, the the promise of the last couple of years that it's coming is starting to come together. And today we're going to spend some time with one of the highlights, bright stars, cornerstone pieces, call him what you will, but a guy that the devils are hanging a lot of hopes on Alexander Holtz. Yeah. And first of all, I got to say the conversation, if I had to sum it up, I would call it pure happiness, which <laughs> the fans, as they listen to the rest of the podcast, they'll get what that references to, but uh, yeah, a wonderful conversation with just seems like a great young kid, Alex Holtz. And obviously the, the shot, man, it's, it's all about the shot with him. And I know like it's, it's so deadly, so masterful, so good. And uh, that's what they need. You know, the devils we talked all last year about finish, finish, finish. Here's a kid. His entire calling card is finished. Actually, the ironic thing with him, he's got to work on his other aspects of his game, whether it's in the defensive zone, you know, better vision, better positioning, getting inside all those things. He's already got the finish. That's, that's, a beautiful byproduct. You know what? You can't teach hands. You can teach him how to box out in the zone or pin somebody against the board, but you can't teach a guy how to pick the top corner. He's got that. And so I, I know it's still a small sample size that we've seen him when we're recording this, but the future is certainly bright. And he's one of the key pieces of the devil's future. And as he discusses, there was some disappointment because he showed well in camp, but for a variety of reasons, there wasn't a slot for him. And perhaps it was just a matter of management. And there's nothing wrong with letting a guy go to the minors for a while, whether it's as short a period of time as Alex has experienced or half a year or more. But there were circumstances that set in motion his being on the Utica roster. And then there were some things on the parent roster that set in motion his coming back up so quickly after he got off to an enormous start down there. Yeah, I think it was certainly a numbers game. I, I, in my personal opinion, thought he deserved to be in the NHL from the start. And I think if the circumstances weren't what they were, which he was a guy that could easily go down to the minor leagues, come back up. Uh, there was no need to rush him. So there were a lot of different factors, uh, not necessarily, you know, a meritocracy in this situation, but Certainly they knew it was going to be sooner than later that he would be back. In fact, general manager Tom Fitzgerald said as much that sooner or later, sooner than later, he will be back in the National Hockey League. And then what I loved about it, though, is, you know, it's obviously disappointing. He probably felt in the back of his mind he deserved to be here. I thought he deserved to be there. But you get down instead of going down with a bad attitude and maybe just, you know, I don't want to say tanking it, but just being less enthused, if you will. It almost accelerated his one, his hunger and his drive. He went down there and had obviously a fantastic start. He got five goals in his first four games, just absolutely lighting up the league and, and displaying that shot that we talked about. And then 
obviously earned his call up to Disneyland of sorts <laughs> in uh, California. But, you know, that, that's what I love most was just the attitude he took going down there. He, he, you know, he wasn't just pouting and upset about it. He's like, all right, well, this is what you're doing. I'm going to basically force your hand and force you to bring me back up and play me in the National Hockey League. And that's exactly what he did. And you're right, Manny. There was other circumstances in the big club, whether it be injury or some lack of production that necessitated the call up as well. But he basically forced the Devils to bring him back up. So he earned every right to be here. And now it's his now he's gotten here. Now it's his job to keep earning that right to be here and try to stay on this roster the rest of the way. And at this point, let's bring in Alex Holtz, seventh pick in the 2020 draft, now in the National Hockey League with the New Jersey Devils. Alex, thanks very much for giving us a few moments of your time. We're recording this after an optional skate. You did take the ice. What goes into your thought process as to whether I should be on or should take the day off in terms of an optional? Uh, I like to be on the ice like the game uh, the day before a game, especially when it's an early game tomorrow and we don't uh, I don't think we have morning practice tomorrow. Uh, and then I walked I wanted to work some uh, yeah power play stuff with uh, with Richie. So I asked him about that. So yeah, I wanted to do a little, little bit of extra work. What are some of those things you're talking to the coach about? No, it's like some some things I want to be better at and uh, yeah, yeah, try to do uh be comfortable it on the ice and yeah this time it was on the power play i was trying to be more comfortable in some kind of situation and he helps me with that is is that being in a certain position or being comfortable getting a shot off i'm just wondering what exactly you're looking to be more comfortable doing uh it's like a lot of difference uh getting right position when i'm taking my shot uh being more comfortable when the puck's coming for the wall and uh, yeah yeah all the passes need to be tape to tape Kind of speaking of that in the game, obviously, when we're recording this last night, the Devils beat the Islanders for nothing. And in that game, there's a chance where the puck kind of came to your stick. And, and I don't know if you had to settle it down and try and get the shot off. Is that an instance there where you almost have to be faster at getting the puck on the net as opposed to like trying to dust it off a little bit and pick a corner? Yeah, of course. That's what I want to get better at. I want to shoot faster and still have the accuracy. So that's why I want to, yeah, still in practice too. So, yeah, exactly. And how hard is it getting inside? I know we talk about the different levels from whether it's Sweden, the American Hockey League, the National Hockey League. How hard is it to get inside on guys, position on guys, because they're bigger guys, they're stronger, they're obviously more experienced. How much of a challenge has that been? It's hard, but uh, it's really fun to have that, yeah, kind of, uh, yeah, thing to work on every game. Uh, it's really hard beginning for front of and everything, but, yeah, it's really fun too. But, yeah, guys are stronger here, they're bigger, like, Last game I played, Tim Chara is, I think he's been in the league more than I have been on earth. So, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool too. So, yeah. Yeah, what is that like when you're going against some of these guys that not only played before you were even born, but some maybe some guys that you've idolized or watched growing up, and now you're sharing the same ice surface as them? Uh, it's actually pretty cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen some TV people younger. So, yeah, it's pretty cool to be on the same ice against them. Is there somebody that when you were growing up that you looked at and said, okay, uh, I hope to someday be a little bit like him, or I want to borrow some of his characteristics and you have seen him up close or will soon. Have you circled the date on the calendar? Uh, yeah. My first preseason game when we played Washington, uh, I played obviously Alexander Reskin. So yeah, that was actually really cool seeing him in the warmups and yeah, that was a special moment. 
Besides the obvious, what 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 is it about Ovi? Or is it just the obvious, that great shot of his? No, it's like I watched him so much when I was younger because, yeah, I love to score goals. And he is, yeah, yeah, one of the great goal scorers who, yeah, ever played hockey. So, yeah. Speaking of, obviously, he came into the league as an Alexander and then became Alex Ovechkin. You came into the league as Alexander, so I'm just curious because they're – Let's put this to rest now. Do you want to be called Alexander Holtz or do you prefer Alex Holtz? What's what's your preference? I think I prefer maybe Alexander Holtz, but like usually when people talk to me, they just say Alex. So yeah, that's a little bit of a difference. So in the professional setting, we'll refer to you as Alexander, but now that we're in a relaxed setting, we can say Alex. I can tell anyone who hasn't listened yet, uh, caught a, a broadcast on the Devils Hockey Network, Alex has introduced himself as Alexander as he welcomes us back to the broadcast. So we'll go back and forth. We'll all settle in, whatever. We're just, we're all in the same family, right? Alex, <laughs> Alexander, it's just whatever. Yeah. But there's something, honestly, there's something about Alex Holtz. It's quick, right? But yeah. there's something about Alexander Holtz. I mean, it's got some power behind it. Yeah. I don't really know. I just feel, yeah, I've been with Alexander Holtz my whole life. So <laughs> I don't really know. He's looking to switch it up. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of, you came to Jersey, had a great preseason, obviously started with the Prospects Challenge in Buffalo. And then talk to me about the, you know, when you found out that you were being sent to Utica, because it looked like you had a good training camp, had a strong preseason showing. And, and I know it was less about your play, more kind of a number situation and just the circumstances surrounding it. Not that you didn't deserve to be here, but how disappointing was that when you found out you were going to Utica? And what was your mentality when you were going down there? Yeah, of course, it was a disappointing. Uh, I felt I had a good preseason and everything. And then I got sent down to Utica. But yeah, I really wanted to have my mind that I want to get back here and yeah, do my best down there in every game. Yeah, every practice I had down there. And yeah, I had some good games down there. Uh, I'm really thankful for that. And then I got called up. And just now I'm just going to yeah, try to take every day here my best. Was your attitude, because obviously when some guys go down, it's obviously disappointing, but some guys might go down with like a bad attitude, but it seemed like your attitude was like, I'm going to show them that I deserve to be in the National Hockey League. And then you end up scoring, what, five goals and four games played. So was that kind of the attitude, you know, going down there? Exactly. That was the attitude I want to go in with, too. I didn't want, I'm not the guy that go in with like bad attitude. So, yeah, I just want to show them that, yeah, I feel like I'm ready for, yeah, next level and uh, yeah I, felt I had some good games down there and yeah i want to break that into nhl too what was it like playing in utica because it's pretty it's a smaller town but it's a pretty hockey hotbed it's you know rambunctious crowds and loud noise and yeah, yeah it was actually really fun uh, it's not a biggest yeah biggest city but yeah the fans were really good uh we had like full crowd every game they were singing there so that was pretty cool very European flair with that singing. Yeah, quite a bit. Then obviously Kevin Deneen gave you the news. Can you kind of walk us through when you found out you were being recalled to, I, I know obviously the team was in California at the time on their California trip in Anaheim. So can you kind of walk us through how you learned that you were coming up to the National Hockey League? Uh, I was actually eating lunch with uh, Fabian Sutherland down there. And then we went to buy yeah, some pie and shirt. And then I got a call from Deneen and... He asked me if I ever been to Disneyland. So I told him no. And then he said, you're going now. And then I, he told me I got called up. So that was 
Did you wear the high-end shirt when you made the trip to Disneyland? Or yeah, to, uh, I, I actually had it with me, so. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is very cool. And listen, it's a once-in-a-moment thing, right? Your first call up and, you know, hopefully – with all due respect, you don't go back. Uh, I know Utica is off to a great start and there's lots of good things happening there, but I know you want to stay there. Uh, last year, a long year, wasn't it? Never mind COVID, but just a lot of games you played. Yeah. Were you tired at the end of the year? Was it, was it a grueling season? Yeah, it was actually a kind of hard season. Uh, yeah, I had a long year in Sweden, uh, went to World Juniors. We had... Yeah, a lot of quarantine there and everything. Uh, went back a half more season, playoffs, and then I went here after the season. So, yeah, it was a long season last year. When did you start to feel like uh, yourself again as you were preparing for this season? Did it take a while to have some downtime? Yeah, it took some weeks, like, back home. But, yeah, after that, uh, yeah, I know that I'm going to go over here and, yeah, give it a real chance uh, at camp because I felt like I had it in me. So yeah, that was my mentality. I had it for a whole summer. So what did you do to relax in those couple of weeks off? I like to play golf. Uh, I played a lot of golf with my buddies back home. Uh, I play paddle. Uh, it's a, yeah, a kind of popular sport in Sweden right now. Uh, yeah, that's what I most do in my free time. How's your, how's your long game? You hit the ball far. Yeah, pretty far, but I have a kind of slide sometimes, so I I cannot really trust it yet. <laughs> and see, you know what? And you know, playing the game, and, and I play golf too, but it's um, I'm just a guy who hits the ball around the golf course. But even though you know you should hit that three-wood, if you're really slicing the ball off the tee, hit the three-wood, but we all dr- pull that big club, the driver out of the bag, don't we? We don't care. We just want to launch it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it can be so frustrating. So speaking of golf, I read a story over the summer, Corey Massasak of the athletic profiled you. And he said that uh, two of your Jur gardens teammates also played for the devils, Jacob Josephson and Nicholas Bergfors and Bergfors gave you a New Jersey devils or a golf ball with a New Jersey devils logo on it. What did, what did he like take a couple dozen back home with them? No, I don't know. He had it. He had it back home. And then, uh, when we we had some like we just had team practice and then they showed up and gave me the ball like after I got drafted so that was pretty cool. Have you used it or no. is that no? I don't want to use it. I don't want to smash it into the woods. So. <laughs> <laughs> what did he and what did Jacob tell you about New Jersey? I know they had some good things to say. Yeah, they had some really good things. They they really liked the city and the team and the fans and everything. So yeah, it was just a good thing to say about it. So. I, Jacob told you there are a couple of things, at least if I read the story and remember correctly, there were a couple of places you had to visit. Do you remember some of the things he said you had to do in New Jersey? Oh, no, I don't really remember that. Maybe I need to text him again and ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll get to know uh, New Jersey a little better as time goes on. Beauty, I guess, is it's close to New York. You can have some fun there, but New Jersey offers you so much. I know it's only been a short period of time. Have Have you gotten a chance to get much outside uh, your apartment? Uh, not a lot. When I was at camp, we went to the American Dream Mall once. So that was pretty fun. Uh, went to some different malls, went to New York, uh, Central Park one day. So yeah, some days you have some extra time to do things. Is there anything on your list that you want to get to? Broadway, Times Square, any of those uh, things? 
I actually been to Broadway and Times Square when I was younger. So, but yeah, when we have some days off, uh, I would like to go there again. When you were younger, when was that? Oh, I think it was like 2013, maybe. Yeah. So you would have been how old then? Put my math. Uh, 11. So, 11. Yeah. What What brought you here? Was it hockey or your parents came on a visit or? No, my, it was me, my brother and my dad that went here for wasted. He wanted to also to like show around New York. How does it compare? I've not been to Stockholm. How does it compare to Stockholm? Uh, Stockholm is not that big as New York. Uh, but yeah, I, I like Stockholm as uh, I grew up there. So. A lot of water and islands off the, off the city's coast. Is that not correct? Yeah, I think that's great. Like you have some different yeah, options. Why is your garden so good uh, at developing players? I don't is it because know. it's in Stockholm and it's the largest city and it can get, you know, therefore, I guess, more players or better players because of competition? Uh, no, I don't think it's because of that. Like usually you're going to just take players that are from the yeah Stockholm neighborhood when they go and like college and Sweden Hockey Gymnasium. And then they have a good program there. Uh, yeah, they teach you. Yeah, yeah, good things there. And uh, yeah, they have some success in the last couple of years. And uh, yeah, get players to the NHL. I think the last time we did a podcast with you was when you came to play for Binghamton for that short period of time. It was your first time coming over, adjusting to the ice, adjusting to obviously living in North America. Much more prolonged time here and now. I'm curious, what are some little differences you've noticed, uh, whether it's culture, food, the way things Americans do things as opposed to, you know, Sweden? What are some interesting tidbits that I guess would be different from the two countries? Uh, of course, the time difference, I think, is the bigger difference, but that's just at the beginning. Uh, then it's just like small stuff that it's hard to tell to just like, you just feel in a different kind of situation. Like, yeah, this never happened when I was back home and so on. So, yeah, I don't have no one. No, there's nothing nothing like that. I know uh, going back and forth sometimes, there's always like small tidbits, whether it's, you know, going from the metric system or I'm going to learn new things like that. Yeah, or just yeah of course. Like you guys using miles per hour, uh, we're using the difference between feet and meters. Yeah, I have some struggle with that. So, yeah, those pounds. pounds yeah. yeah, pounds. pounds yeah. Yeah, some of the transition things that you have to deal with. And the time difference. So as we record this, it's like 1.30 in the afternoon. So you have to think, if you want to call home, you have, even though for you, it's early afternoon, you have to say, oh, wait a minute, uh, they're just finishing up dinner back at home. So I better make the phone call now. If I wait a few hours, they're asleep, right? Yeah, exactly. They are like six six hours ahead. So yeah, that's kind of boring. You don't can call them like you are at lunch or something like that. Are they going to come visit or have they visited? Uh, my girlfriend is here right now. Uh, my, I hope my mom and dad and my brother can come visit and watch some games. That'd be nice to, get to find like a nice homestand so they can get a few games in. Exactly. What do you have to do to stay here, do you think, to stay in the NHL? Uh, play my game out there. Uh, of course, be better in yeah all kinds of situations. Uh for myself, I wanted to be, yeah, a score on the team. I wanted to produce out there. 
so yeah, be, be better in those kind of situations too. And yeah, have a better yeah all around game too, and be like a responsible to other player that he can trust. And that's important, but you also have to score. And I'm not here to put any pressure on you because that will come. It has come throughout your career. But have the coaches talked about besides the goal scoring? Now you said a 200 foot game, but little things that that they say will enable you to stay here. What are some of the bits of advice that the coaching staff has given you to say, listen, that goal scoring will come. You mentioned that at the beginning here, you were working after uh, the practice today, uh, working with uh, Mark Recchi on positioning, et cetera. So what are some of the specific things that coaches have pointed out after games? It's especially like work hard out there, uh, use my body a little bit more. Uh, you know, like I have a strong body and uh, yeah, I can use it to yeah hit people and yeah, from my body around a little bit more. So yeah, those kind of things. What was that first game like? Obviously, it's a dream come true. It's something you always imagine. You never know the circumstances, situation. So you get the call up and then come to California. What was it like taking the ice, maybe the rookie lap or even the morning skate? Like, what was that whole day like? The whole day was pretty cool, actually. Yeah, morning skate. And I think morning skate was optional there. So, yeah, I took morning skate. felt good. And, uh, of course, coming to the game, uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, going for the solo lap. Then... I played one of my best bodies on the other team too, uh, to be at Bjornfoot. So that was, yeah, pretty special moment when we got our eye contact on the warm-ups too. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Did you He's get a, in your afternoon nap or were you too antsy and jazzed up and anxious and eager to get out there? Uh, no, I was actually able to nap, but then I uh, just wanted to get out there. Have you ever, I guess you've never taken a solo lap before. How odd is that? How fun is that? I actually done it once when I made my debut in Deer Garden. Uh, <laughs> so I did it. I was like a rookie lap there. But uh, yeah, that was pretty cool too. But it was, yeah, more special, of course. Because, man, you know. So they do the same thing in the Elite League? No, they just I, they just did it because I don't know why. It was just like the guys wanted to make it a little bit fun when I had my So just like once in a while. <laughs> Well, the National League certainly is different. There's no question about that. What what was the moment when you were growing up that you had to make a decision? Because I'm sure like most athletes, most hockey players, you were playing a couple of sports growing up. Was there a moment when you said hockey is it? Uh, Maybe if I pursue something else, I could be good at it. But hockey is where I'm going to go. Yeah, I actually played soccer, too. Uh, I tried a lot of different sports like tennis and I tried basketball too. Uh, but uh, yeah, I played a lot of soccer when I was younger. So I played like hockey in the winters and soccer in the summers. Uh, so yeah, I had to make that decision in yeah, a certain age, like what do I wanted to do? And then, yeah, I prefer hockey a little bit more. So yeah, I took that. How good were you in soccer? I was, I was actually pretty good. Uh, I played with like the one one year the guys would that was one year older than me and yeah I I was pretty good but yeah I was better at hockey and I thought hockey was yeah much more fun to be being with the guys at the rink and the locker room and everything. Were you a scorer in soccer as well? Yeah, I actually was. I was a striker. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like it, right? No, it's nothing like it. What is that feeling? Can you describe what it's like? Because it's individual for every player. But what's it like for Alex Holtz when he scores a goal? 
it's so hard to describe. It's just like such a good feeling where when you get the puck, yeah, in back of the net. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's so hard to describe. It's just like pure happiness. And yeah, you're so glad. <laughs> That's perfect. Pure happiness. And the guy you talked about earlier, Alexander Ovechkin, it doesn't matter if he scored his second goal in the league or his 700th goal, or he's on his way to a record. He celebrates every goal. Well, maybe if it's scored in a blowout loss, he's not so happy, but when it's an important goal, that yeah. man has pure happiness. Doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. I love that. I want to ask well, you. I, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Sam. Didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. No, no. Because um, we see the bromance that brewed between Ty Smith and Jack Hughes. They became really close during preseason training camp, and now they're roommates. And you kind of feel that way with you and Dawson Mercer. You guys kind of hit it off in the prospect challenge. Do we have future roommates here? I know you guys are roommates on the road, but do we have a future uh, pairing there? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I don't know, really. Yeah, we were... Yeah, I got to know each other with like prospect challenge and through camp and everything. Yeah, he's a really good guy. So fun to be room roommate with him on the road too. How do you guys like get it off like that? Was it just immediate? Like, hey, we're the two young guys here, the two first round picks here. I don't really know. It's just like, yeah, you talk with each other and then yeah, you feel the kind of connection. And yeah, he's a good guy and nice to be around. It's pretty funny. Because I was gonna say, I remember uh, when the news kind of came out. I don't know who was happier that you were getting called up you or Dawson, but uh, what have you seen from his game and how excited are you to, to play with him for man, the foreseeable future? That's going to be really fun. Yeah. He's a yeah, fantastic player out there. Uh, he does a lot of stuff that other people can't do, I think. Uh, and yeah, he played with such a confidence and that's so fun to see. Like last game he went through the, yeah, through the end zone with like, he go, went through like three guys and it was like nothing for him. So yeah. That's pretty cool. And it was nice for him to score a goal too. Who's the funniest guy on the team? Uh, funniest guy on the team. Uh, oh, maybe I would say Dawson actually. Yeah. He's pretty funny. Interesting for a young guy, but yeah, he's got that personality. There's no question about that. What do you do in your quiet time when you're away from the rink? What do you do to relax? Uh, I like to play like, yeah, PlayStation uh, with my buddies back home. So yeah, I talked to them a little bit. They dominate Shell or FIFA. So then, yeah, watch movies. Chill. That's what I usually do. You got something you've watched recently that you want to share with the audience? Uh, no, actually not. Uh, I watch a lot of cooking programs. So, yeah, that's what I do. Really? That's interesting. And what in particular? No, I watch like Swedish MasterChef and yeah, a lot of YouTube. Yeah, cooking stuff. I think that is yeah pretty funny to watch and relax. Well, well, it's a competition, right? That was a perfect question, Sam. Yeah, you were cook. What? What did you say? Are you a cook? Sam wanted to know. Yeah, it's a perfect follow up. Are you a cook? Yeah, usually, I yeah I love to do like cooking and food. So yeah. So will we see you on the next Swedish MasterChef program? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Time is up. What do you got for us? Put all the equipment down. Bang. We're going to have to find out whether it passes the test or not. Exactly. Well, I would say that, uh, Alexander Holtz, you've passed this test. We spent some time with you. Thank you so very much uh, for giving it to us. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. We look forward to seeing you out on the ice 
celebrating some pure happiness, both from an individual standpoint and from a team standpoint. And thank you so much. Thank you. I think pure happiness should be patented, trademarked, whatever you need, and have it put on a shirt. I mean, that's just beautiful because it just says it all, doesn't it? Two words, pure yeah, happiness. No, that's the two words of pure happiness is just pure. I mean, it just a, a childlike, honestly, innocence to, to what is really just a kid's sport being played by grown men. So I think that that encapsulates that feeling better than really anyone else I've ever heard describe scoring goal. I mean, people say like excited, pumped up, thrilled, blah, blah, but pure happiness. How about that? Yeah. And uh, hopefully there's pure happiness for the devils and their fans for many years to come. Think about it. Holtz is on the team. Dawson Mercer is on the team. We follow from afar what Shakira Mukamadulin is doing in the KHL. His development's coming along. I don't know when you start to look back at a draft, and certainly it's not going to be this year, but is it five years? Is it 10 years out? You know, knock on wood, fans are going to look back at that 2020 first round draft and say, man, it was mighty powerful because Dawson's shown what he can do. We're seeing what Holtz can do. And soon, hopefully, we'll see what Muka Madulin can do in the NHL. Yeah, and these pieces are, I think you mentioned earlier, they're starting to get here. It's not that it's the future anymore. These guys are starting to arrive. They're starting to be here. I know Muka Madulin's probably another year or two down the road. Luke Hughes is another year or two down the road. But these guys are starting to compete now, which makes it all the better, because then once they're a competitive team, then you insert a Luke Hughes or a Muka Madulin, there's not as much pressure on those guys to have to be difference makers. They can kind of develop again at their own rate and at their own trajectory and then even two years down the road Jack Hughes is still young obviously Dawson Mercer holds these guys are still young Nico Heischer is still young Pavel Zaka will still be relatively young you know like it's these guys even a couple years down the road once they all kind of gel together they'll all still be a pretty young group in the, in the total total quantification of it so I think there's a lot a lot to love about the way things are coming together and I think you're right Manny when you look back and I remember during that draft pick, obviously Holtz was kind of a no-brainer with the positioning and with where they sat. Uh, Mercer a little less known at that time, but obviously they thought very highly of him, and that's panned out well. And then now you've got basically two, you know, home runs in the pocket. So you take a little bit of a swing on Muka Madulin, you know, a guy who might be a project, but his upside's better than a lot of the other guys. And it looks like he's starting to pan out exactly as they thought he would be, and the patience is going to pay off for the Devils in that respect. So... You know, when you have those two home run swings out the gate, it's easier to take a little bit of a risk on that third one. And now that risk might be the grand slam of them all. Who knows? So the way things are kind of gelling together, you love to see the way this thing's kind of working its way. Yeah, and Nico Dawes selected in that draft as well. And and the other players, you know, we haven't heard as much about them, but development takes time, some faster than others. But where that 2020 draft looks like it's going to be part of a foundation for the Devils, in addition, to the Heishers and the Bratz and, <laughs> and the McKenzie Blackwoods and the Jack Hughes and all the guys that you mentioned, things looking really bright. And so it was good to get to know Alex Holtz a little bit better. Let's see. I'll call him Alex when I see him in the hallway. Maybe Alexander Holtz with a goal <laughs> call. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. You're right. The, the Alexander does have a little bit of a power to it. It does. It does. But the Alex Holtz is pretty good, too. Like, bang, yeah, bang. Yeah. Anyway. Sure, hey, true. as long as he's doing a lot, how about we split it? He's a 30-goal oh, score. We do 15 and 15. <laughs> we make it even. Anyway, yeah. we'll see what happens. But thanks to Alex. 
slash Alexander Holtz for giving us some time. Sam, always good to spend time with you. As you, Manny, as with you. And that'll wrap it up for this edition of Speak of the Devils, presented by RWJ Barnabas Health, the official health care provider of the New Jersey Devils. Thanks to our producer, Andrew McLean. And thank you once again to Alex Holtz for joining us on today's show. Thank you very much for listening, folks. We do appreciate it. Until the next time, be safe, be well, and so long.